Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I go by the name I'm of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack on the off the track. I'm heavy cuz, ball to your father, you can duck to the Fetty Glove. Sorry, my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes. Fizz Cobb, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to Tuesday edition of the Sports Crime. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Yes, sir. Jeremy with us again, subbing in for Sam, spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios, and this first segment of the day is going to be presented by Double Days Pizza. Make sure you go check out their newest location here to San Antonio, the Alamo Ranch location, and they still have their location in Leon Springs. That is Double Days Pizza, official sponsor of the sports grind. 736-976, if you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Anything that we discussed on yesterday or today's show that you didn't have an opportunity to weigh in on yesterday or you want to comment on what we're talking about today, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, programming note, will be with you today. This is the last day of the week in the show for the year, and we'll resume back next Monday, but we'll be out the rest of this week. What's up, man? You ready? Yeah, I'm in the building, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so this is what um, we have going on today is we'll try to get to as much um, as we can because there'll be a lot transpired by the time we get back uh, in regards to we'll look at some of the uh, NFL playoff matchups and scenarios as we're heading to week 17. Um, we've got uh, bowl action that is uh, starting to really heat up this week starting today. Um, you know, we've got Oklahoma State um, versus um, Miami. The U uh, will have a, a possibly, I know you're talking about, asking me about leans. We could have a lean in that game. Try to give that away out before we get off air. Might post that on social media. So make sure you on Instagram follow me at Calvin or either SG underscore picks. Uh, I know we've got the uh, Valero Alamo Bowl tonight, um, Colorado and Texas. Um, Texas got to be careful on that. Uh, I really like the way wa- I haven't watched Colorado. Yeah, I at all. like the way Colorado the brothers really built that program up over there. They're competitive, so I don't think this is going to be an easy one for Texas. Uh, per se, uh, we'll see. Uh, they're the favorite in this one. Um, but again, it, it's crazy to me because I don't know if it was just rumored or not, but I know. People have been panicking about this really supposed curfew again tonight that might go in effect. And before, it's all been that way. Um, and so what we're doing like with here with the, the spikes. But but they're supposed to be, had, I think, what, it's going to be a lot. I think they're allowing, what, like 11,000? 
We had, we had 17,000 at that Canelo fight a couple weeks ago. And I know a lot of people, bar owners and a lot of people that I've talked to, it's, kind of, it's frustrating because it's one of those situations like, hey, what are we doing? You know, whether we're having those, but I would tell people the difference is, that, I mean, even if you look at the situation with the Spurs, I mean, they've had to come out and say, hey, we're not starting with fans right. due for the rise. But, you know, you look at these two events, the event a couple weeks ago, and you look at the Blaro Bowl, City's making money off of them. That's pretty much that's pretty much the deal. End of that. But a lot of people hot in the streets not about that. I mean, but it is it is what it is. Uh, but we've got the Valero Bowl tonight. Uh, so that gets going. I mean, coming up on Friday, uh, which would be the first. It's like we've got those semifinal matchups, uh, you know, Clemson and, um, you know, Ohio State, which, you know, Dabo's comments uh, a couple of weeks ago is people not letting that go. I mean, he's having to answer it. You'll see him when he gets to his press conference pre-press conference, he's going to be asked about it again. So that is some intrigue, to my, in my opinion, to the Ohio State and Clemson matchup. You know, it's a rematch um, opportunity from last year, uh, you know, when Clemson uh, was able to outlast, um, Ohio you know, State. Ohio State. It's going to be interesting. A lot of those guys from Ohio State, I mean, they lost a lot of guys to the pros, but quite a few of them are back. So that's interesting. Then you have the Notre Dame and Alabama situation. And then you have developing, by the time we get back, would be the Heisman situation. Um, you know, the Heisman race, um, you know, on the cool, uh, which I think personally is really down to two people. Um, you know, of course, uh, I think you'd have to look at Trevor Lawrence and you'd have to look at Devon Smith, the receiver out of Alabama. There hasn't been a receiver won this award since Desmond Howard won it. I think that's the last time a receiver has won the Heisman. And keep in mind, I mean, Smith is, first of all, the hat, because I've been critical of him over the years. I'm still not a fan of his. I used to be. Uh, but there's definitely, there's some things in the lab that uh, Steve Sarkeesian has done with the type of offense that they're running in Alabama. But you what's surprised, what's, what's, hate such a strong word. I mean, I backed him. I went through battles with Salami in regards to uh, back when he was at Washington. Um, you know, his time at USC when he took the Washington job. And, of course, everybody knows he's battled alcoholism and stuff over his career. But what he's displayed this year with the Alabama offense, it is different. And I think what's more impressive to me, what Smith is doing, is he's doing it without Waddle. I mean, you know, Waddle's a big deal over there. Um, you know, I think he'll definitely be a Sunday guy. But Smith has an opportunity. I mean, this is really going to be one of those is that a lot of people feel just like the MVP award in the NFL. Is it a quarterback award? Is that really what it is? I mean, we haven't had a, another skill position player, defensive player, win it forever. Basically, um, I think Charles you know, Woodson. He's the last one. Yeah, um, but uh, Devontae and Mac went one and two in the AP Player of the Year voting. Devontae got one fourteen, and Mac got sixty seven votes. So they went one and two in the AP. So it may take votes away from each other. I don't think it's Trevor. Like I say, I know he missed two or three games. So I'd, I'd probably go with one of those. I'd probably go with one of those two guys. You either Smith or who else? Or Mac Jones. The, from the quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they're gonna I take votes say, from each other, I, but it's got to be one of those two. I, I would say I wouldn't argue with you on that. I think Alabama has an opportunity <laughs> to actually send three representatives to New York. Uh, you know, but Mac Jones, I would. What Najee would Harris? Have a, I've heard that that he. Might, I don't know if he's gonna get the invite, but that's never happened before. I don't think uh, there's never been three guys um, from a particular university representing on the final four or five or how many they take in Heisman. 
Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I would say if they had a choice between those two, I think it would be Smith. I think Matt Jones is going to fall under that, you know, if you look at his numbers, I mean, but I think he's going to fall under that Alabama quarterback mystique if you haven't really studied him or whatever. But I think Smith or what he's done without Waddle, I wouldn't have a problem with that. NBA continues to roll on. I think the Spurs are off tonight. Um, who do they have next up? Mm, it should damn, be a action probably tomorrow. Yeah, I just saw but it. They're off, my tongue. They're off tonight. Um, we do have NBA action uh, today. Um you know, you have the Pacers uh, hosting the Celtics. You have some yeah, other key get the matchup. Lakers tomorrow here. Oh, they get the Lakers already. LeBron's birthday. So we've got to miss. We've got to miss out on L.A. on one of the no fans time of the year. Yeah, Man. I mean it ain't like it used to be anyway, but still. Well, anytime you get to go see LeBron James live, that 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 helps. I mean, they're actually and, doing the home and home with the. Well, they're going to be home twice. They got the Lakers Wednesday here. And then they have the Lakers on New Year's Day here. And, you know, they'll be having the Lakers uh, coming off of a loss as Portland got them last night. And, you know, Anthony Davis reminds us that him and LeBron, they pride themselves on since he got in there that they don't lose two games in a row. So, hmm. uh, yeah. Is that what he said? They've made that. And I've, I've heard them say a lot that in the last couple, last week or two, which they said this dates back to the season last year and into the bubble especially that they pride themselves not to lose two games in a row. So we'll see what the Spurs have, uh, the new-look Spurs have in store for them uh, tomorrow. Um, also, what else we got? Uh, we'll look at more of the college basketball. And also, we haven't really talked about it, but it's been kind of with everything going on, getting ready for NFL playoffs and stuff. But baseball on the cool, you know, the Padres – they got Darvish, Have, right? They got Darvish, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, just the last week or the week before that, didn't they do a deal for Snell from Tampa, the Rays, yes. their pitcher? So they've loaded up on two pitchers. Um, I think it's a direct message for the Dodgers because I think that rivalry between the Padres and Dodgers are really going to get going and heating up here over yeah, the, the Padres, next couple man, years. The Padres, they showed last year they're going to be a problem. Um, what else? There should be pitches and catches. What in February? Sometime I haven't really heard too much the start of what their situation is going to be. We're starting the season. Are they looking to, you know, complete a full one sixty two, or not? You know, I haven't heard too much about that. Um, also, we've got uh, we definitely got to talk about Booger McFarland's comments about Dwayne Haskins being released. Um, on Monday night, I think he said it last night on Monday night pregame on their on their show. We'll definitely get into that and talk about that. Um, other than that, um, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, and looking I'm at try to fit in as much as possible last show yeah. of the week. Um, but other than that, before we get started, let's see if we got enough time in this. Uh, oh. Yeah, I think we got enough time. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Sean. Sean, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Sean? What's going on, fellas, man? Holding it down in the northeast side, just checking it out. Say, man, two quick questions, two quick questions. And one is Dallas Cowboys and one is San Antonio Spurs. Um, concerning the Dallas Cowboys, if we make the playoffs, my question is, is it even worth it? I mean, I know Team Fraud would say make the playoffs all day, but um, – in the backside, that it's going to hurt us in the potential draft. 
Um, I think our draft chances right now, you know, we're like in the top five, maybe top eight. But then we make the playoffs, you drop down like a top 15. So it hurt our, our draft because we'll be a one and done in the playoffs anyway. So is it even worth making the playoffs? And then number two, San Antonio Spurs, from what you've seen thus far, are we gold or are we fools gold? I hang up and listen. All right, Sean, let's talk about the Cowboys first. Uh, from a player standpoint and a coach's standpoint, um, no, it's not a waste to make the playoffs under any circumstances because you have playoff bonuses for certain guys, coaches as well. Future. And, and once you get the in the future. tournament. Bad tape follows you. No yeah. matter the team, Like you can't be out there going half-assed yeah. because that could cost you a big contract coming up with a yeah. different team. So, In regards to not having, you know, and making it so once you get in the tournament, anything can happen. From the fan standpoint, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at the draft situation, because you got to look at it, I don't know who that, if they won the division, who that possibly would be looking at staring at first wild card uh, weekend. I don't know who that would potentially place. We'll probably get into that throughout the show. But from a player standpoint, um, no, it, it's not it's not useless. I mean, because that's still an accomplishment regardless how down the NFC East is. From a player, from a fan standpoint, you got some fans like, hey, we're in the playoffs. You got some fans like, man, come on. We rather, I mean, we're not really ready to go make a run, we don't think. But that could hurt as well, too. And on the Spurs thing, I think it's too, I think it's early uh, to say whether it's gold or fool's gold. Right. We're three games in. The competition definitely, I mean, they got the defending champs stepping in tomorrow. Um, they are starting this without even Derek White, arguably one of their best players. They've started off two and one. And they won two, and they didn't in the game they lost. They they were in that game. Um, but if you didn't listen yesterday, Sean, I just said that from the young talent standpoint, I mean, what I've seen through the, th- the three games is that they're really making effort of what they learned and what they try to do in the bubble, and they're making a conscious effort, I think, a little bit to be more active. It's still not where I like it, but it's more active on the defensive end of the ball. And I think that's because of the players that are getting to play now. Um you know, yeah, and not only that, it's a young league. That's the only good part about it. If you want to put it in the middle for the first three games, I don't know if they're gold or fools goals yet, but one, they're fun to watch. But two, outside of a couple of teams in the West, it, it's a it's a really I mean, Phoenix is good. They're young. Sacramento, good, young. Uh Oklahoma City, bunch of young guys that most people don't even know. I don't know what the Rockets are. Um, so the the good thing about it, outside of the Lakers and Denver, I'll throw Denver in there. I like the Mavericks as well. It's a young league, man, and, you know, you just throw your hat in the ring, but it, it just goes to show they're going to be able to get up and down with anybody they play, and, and their bench, especially when Derek White get, gets back, is going to be even stronger with the way Rudy Gay and Patty Mills have started out. And then you move either Derek you, – you, you move Derek White to the bench or you move Lonnie to the bench or you move Murray to the bench – Regardless, once Derek White gets gets back, they're legit nine deep. So that's a good thing. So right now, just right now, if you want to put a shotgun in my head right now, say it's gold. But my, that gold, I mean, we're not talking platinum. You know, it's not platinum, but they can be gold for sure hmm. as of right now. Seven three six nine seven sixty. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Rudy J, Jeremy subbing in for Sandspin, the one and twos. We'll be back.
right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. Keep in mind, First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. They have all the name brand and apparel and rackets, and they offer same-day professional racket restringing and repair. You can shop online or go in person. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so last night, week 16 concluded uh, with Buffalo in the Patriots and um, Buffalo sweeping the Patriots for the first time in a long, long time. I can't remember the exact last year they did it. I don't know if that was prior to the Bill Belichick era, right for his first year or two, but it's been a long time, but they did it, and I think Buffalo – is the one team that's kind of showing that uh, they're carving up a lot of – I mean, they're carving up some people, you know. Um, definitely I figured they would win that game yesterday, but I didn't expect it going out like that because I figured, you know, a, a Bill Belichick's coach team is going to have some pride. But um, Josh Allen's just playing on a whole t- different level right now along with Stephon Diggs, uh, your guy Cole World Beasley, um, the whole crew. They've got some momentum coming in. I mean, if you look at them – to be honest with you, we talk because we've talked a lot about the AFC and their records and the you know how many teams or you know there's going to be a ten team ten win team left out. But if you take all the teams in the AFC, including the Kansas City Chiefs, I think Buffalo is a team that's coming in with the least amount of questions and 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 basically probably playing the best and consistent ball in the AFC. Uh, now, does that result into them making a serious run? Does that result into them being a serious, the most serious threat to Kansas City? I don't know. But I just know offensively right now, and they've improved. They started off the year slow defensively, but it looks like they rectified that. And offensively, um, they're carving up people. And Josh Allen is – I to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't seen – and just talking about his particular situation or where he was at when he came in – the first two years, even last year, I can't remember a quarterback that I've seen take this type of leap, a curve to the next step in one season from the X as Josh Allen has. Um, you know, but he's doing it, and he's got Buffalo believing. On the other side of it, you know, last night, it's just I think when you look at it, um, I think Bill Belichick's antics on the sideline with the telephone sums up really how he feels about how their season has gone. Um, I know he was probably he was pissed off at somebody up top who told him a challenge a yeah. catch. Um, he threw, threw it. the phone down. I mean, that's the first time I've seen a phone. I've seen the Microsoft uh, the pads that he's gotten upset. Before. I've never seen the phone either until last night. But the phone was one of those situations that, um, you know, well, dumbasses. What are you looking at? Why are you tell me the challenge and just threw it? You know, yeah. So, your quarterbacks go nine for twenty-one. Two of them between two of them. When you have more rushing yards than passing yards, it's. it's I don't understand. Be uh, you know, and sticking, it's be with, sticking with Cam, I, I don't know. You know, maybe it was the COVID situation. I don't know. But the way he started the first quarter of the season, which is first month of the season, we knew that they were gonna, he was going to be challenged because of the lack of playmakers and receivers. But his, his, his being accurate and making plays were still there. And all of a sudden, I guess, I, I mean, from the COVID, after the COVID situation and going forward, um, he's just been bad. He's just, it's a, it's a lack of confidence. I mean, I know I've been critical of Cam's accuracy or whatever, but 
this is different. This is like this is like something's not right. Whether it's the lingering effects of the COVID, whether it's just like, look, man, I'm trying. New England's just not the place for me. Maybe he just really hasn't been able to bend himself. I don't know. I mean, I know it's a lot on his plate from the learning the offense and really not the proper OTAs and stuff like that we had. But um, okay, something's no, like this. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, Washington, D.C., we missed all the cheers, the tears, and the touchdowns. The excitement of a last-second field goal to get the heart pumping. The football season's finally here, so now's the time to head to Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races to place your bets for Week 7. And placing your bets at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races is an easy way to earn exciting My Choice rewards all season long at the Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino Charlestown Races. All gaming is regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Gamble too much? Call 1-800-522-4700 for free confidential help. Must be 21. Cam's, Cam's, Cam's better than that, or what he showed really in the last couple weeks, you know. But, you know, finally, I, I didn't understand, Bill. I mean, I really think Stidman should have been starting yesterday. I mean, you still throw him in a tough situation where it's like, okay, we're not getting any production. Let me throw you in in the third quarter, whatever it was, and try now try to go fix it after the game's out of hand. That's not fair to Stidman, uh, but make no mistake about it. At the end of this, they've got one game left. And as soon as the offseason starts, I mean, <clears throat> the one thing the Patriots got to do is that they've got to go solidify of who's going to be their quarterback for the future, whether that's the draft. I don't care or if the, but if the quarterback ain't Tom, if the quarterback ain't one of the all time greats, with Myers, White, Bird, Harry, Asai, Asi, with those receivers, if you don't have all time great, I don't care who's playing quarterback. I get it, you need a QB, but they're going to need someone to throw it to. Well, There's no th- running game. There's no passing game. The defense isn't the same. They're asked to do way too much. I mean, I know they had guys opt out before the season. Six guys, yeah. Six guys opt out before the season even started, but – there's a lot of holes. Well, I, I do agree with that, but keep in mind, even with the all-time greatest Tom Brady, we saw him with this receiving court last year, and he couldn't do anything. I mean, his numbers dipped. The last image of Tom Brady in the Patriots uniform is a pick six going the other way, and he finished the last three games with the Patriots, each having a pick six, I think. So I agree with you. It's more than a quarterback situation, but in this day and time, you for the first time, they haven't had to deal with this situation in 20 years, but for the first time in 20 years, they've got to get that piece there first, and then they've got to go get maybe some playmakers on the receiver, and then, like you said, the other hole. But I think when you lose six starters – on the defensive side because they opt out, that would be. I mean, Brian Greasy tried to hold Bill to the fire last night through the telecast because he just said, hey, at the end of the day, they got to draft better. He's like, they've got to draft better at the wide receiver position and stuff, which is somewhat true, but um, they haven't been in this situation. I mean, even Lewis Riddick alluded to it. They haven't been in this situation in a long time. It was going to happen at some point. Um, I've got a lot of faith in Bill that if he still has got the fire, he'll figure it out. Um, you know, per se, I think the Bills were sending a message last night. No doubt they were trying to run the score up because I think they're trying to send a message to them that this is the change in the guard. Uh, we've got the AFC East crown, and we're not looking to give it up anytime soon. And we're that much. This is where y'all are far apart from us right now. 
That's what Josh Allen and, and the Bills were trying to do last night. So Bills got a lot of momentum going into the postseason, the playoffs. Um, you know, I think they have um, – I'm pretty sure they've got one game. I forgot who they play in week 17, but they've got to win that game too to ensure something with the uh, with the seeding or whatever to make sure that, hey, you know what, because they can still get the two seed, I believe, yes. behind Kansas City. So you, everybody's got to go to Orchard Park up there in Buffalo, and the only time they got to leave – is if they got to go to Arrowhead in Kansas City. Mm. And you're starting to hear that's the matchup most people are wanting to get to, to see. But I would sit there and say, uh, you know, you've been saying that the Colts are a team on your team on your radar that can make a run. Pittsburgh is 12 and 3. Pittsburgh yet. Pittsburgh's 12 and 3 also, but Ben's not playing. Yeah, and I and not only that, uh even if they finish, Buffalo owns a tiebreaker with them. Okay. Buffalo beat them head head up. Uh, this year on that Monday night game or Sunday night game. Maybe that's why Ben's getting some rest. Yeah. I mean, so therefore, I mean, Cleveland, I mean, there you go, Cleveland. I mean, you know, Cleveland's trying to break their playoff drought. You're going to have Mason Rudolph. You're probably going to have some other guys sit out. Uh, Cleveland's, I think, this is the biggest favorite that Cleveland's been over Pittsburgh since 1989. Think about that. We're about to be 2021. They're six-point favorites. This is the highest-point favorite that they've been over Pittsburgh. Now, granted, this is no Ben, a game where Pittsburgh cannot really do prove their situation too much. Um, but that's that's what's at stake with that for Cleveland to try to, you know, they win, they're in, and they break their playoff drought as well. 736-9760, you listen to the Sports Crime. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King. Smoothie King at the rim. Keep in mind, Smoothie King has a variety of different flavors to choose from. And make sure you try their immune builders as well. That is Smoothie King, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... Speaking of last night's Monday night game between the Bills and the uh, Patriots in their pregame, uh, former Monday night football play-by-play analyst uh, Booker McFarland had some comments in regards to the Dwayne Haskins uh, release by the Washington football team. Yeah, I don't, don't want to misquote him. Let me make sure I got it all here. He stood on it. I mean. Yeah, I did see today. He didn't, he didn't back away from it. He said, I said what I said. But let me make sure I get it all right. Where's Booger? Oftentimes, young players, especially, he paused, I'm going to go ahead, especially young African-American players because they make up 70% of this league. They come in this league and ask themselves the wrong thing. They come into the league saying, saying not, how can I be a better player? They don't say, how can I be a better teammate? They don't say, how I can be a better person? How I can get my organization over the hump? Here's what they come in saying. They come in saying, how can I build my brand better? How can I build my social media following better? How can I work out on Instagram and show everybody I'm ready to go? But when I get in the game, I don't perform. Um. He says, um, Haskins isn't the first, won't be the last. 
bothers me because a lot of the uh, bothers me because a lot of it is young African American players. They come in and they don't take this as a business. It's still a game to them. I saw a quarterback do it. I saw Jamarcus Russell do it. The number one pick in the draft. It gave him forty million, and he threw it down the damn drain because he didn't take it seriously. Um, on the Jamarcus Russell point, he's correct. I don't know about the percentage of what he's saying. I mean, he's targeting. Well, he said seventy. He said seventy percent of the African American, seventy percent of the league is African American. Right. That's why he says it's so prevalent in them, which right. kind of explains why the comment is kind of like, well, yeah. There's when you when the, if seventy if there's seventy percent of something in any you know business, it's it's going to be them that mess up, but they make up 70% of it. I mean, he left out he, he left out Johnny Manziel. He left out Ryan Leaf. He left out Jake Locker. He, he left out a lot of guys that have been high draft picks that turned out to be buzz. He left out Tim Couch. No, that's true. On the buzz yeah. part, there's not just been black quarterbacks or black players buzz. I don't know what Dwayne Haskins is doing I, with his I, money. I, like, he brought I, up Jamarcus Russell money. I don't know what Dwayne Haskins did with his – Fourteen million guaranteed. Wasn't he a first round pick? He was a yeah. late first round. So uh-huh. I don't know what he did with his money. I ain't saying I don't know if he pissed his money away. But if it's if it's seven people in a room, if it's ten people in a room and seven of them are black, yes, that's the, the, there's gonna be a good percentage that those are the people that whatever Booker McFarland considers pissing it away or throwing it down the drain. There's, there's a good chance that that person's gonna be black. Well, they make two, up majority of the league. There's two things to this. Let's set the money to the side because I think you've done a good point to make. There we don't know financially. Yeah, yes, Joe Jamarcus Russell is evidence. We know what right. happened with that. But just from the point of his original point about the social media and the brand, uh there is some truth to that. I mean I don't know if it's and, and to me I think that that's more of a that that's a society situation too. I mean, in regards to just everyday people, in regards to what stakes and what efforts they put into social media and posting, um, you know, there from the player standpoint, um, and I brought it up a week or two ago. Like, see, the problem is, if like if you're a young guy coming to the NFL and you get to a team, and then on the team you see one of the best players, and if all they care about is their brand and marketing their brand constantly on Instagram or social media. Then you're gonna. That's what you see, and that's what you think of. Where like, hey, I need to get my money up, you know, because there. It's not like the NBA. Like in the NBA, they throw around money for endorsements for top guys, whatever, because they're visible. You can see them. They don't play behind a helmet. They don't play that. NFL has more restrictions on. Well, if you endorse this, is it a product that goes against a official sponsor? Of the NFL. There's a lot of more red tape. So guys in general, this generation in the last few years. They have concentrated on more. How do I build up my followers and my brand? Because, again, that results into possibly endorsement dollars and stuff because of my following. So he is right about that. Why he chose to really single out Haskins. Um, I, I, think I, is it, I, I think it's just relevant because, that, like, the game was a blowout. So you you just run you just start fishing for topics in those type of games that are, are no well, longer he, interesting. Keep in mind, he's not on the play-by-play. Right, play he, he was on the pre. It was a right, pregame. He's not there no more. It's just um, – your guy, um, Riddick and those guys, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, there wasn't really much to talk about. And then Haskins is the biggest topic in the in the league right now, even though he really never did anything on the field. I think regardless, like Haskins, like let's say he never went to the strip club, never tried to invite someone into the hotel bubble, he's still not good. 
He's still not good. Like I mean, I mean, there. You, you mean to tell me there's there's guys that study day and night and they're still just not good. Like I don't think that's I don't think him going to the strip club or him trying to sneak family and friends into the hotel would have made him a better quarterback. Well, I didn't hear about him sneaking family, trying to sneak family. Into yeah, he got in trouble that for one. that earlier in the year. Well, I think those things, like you said, he still wouldn't be good, but those things give a sign to where you're more worried about this and you're not trying to improve or putting in the work in that way. I, I think in regards to um, – it's to, know, to, me, him, to me, talking about black guys making mistakes in the NFL is, is no different. Than, that's like – it's like going to Mexico and say, Dan, there's a lot of Mexican people committing crimes. Yeah, you're in Mexico. That's who's there. And so the, in, the, a- in the NFL, it's mostly black people. So it's going to be mostly black people that mess up. So do you like, have a I don't, problem? I don't, do I'm like, a, what, do you, a, what are you saying? Like, he act like he said something groundbreaking. Okay, so do you have a problem more the fact of his take or what he's trying to run out about the NFL in general young players? Or do you have a problem more the fact that he said – Percentage wise, that this is a problem in Africa. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, it's like, yo, we're in Ireland. It's a bunch of people in I- a bunch of Irishmen committing crimes. Yeah, you're in Ireland. I mean, you're in a, you're in pretty much a predominantly black league. So it's going to mm-hmm. be predominantly black people that make these mistakes that he's that he speaks. Where he was drafted and what Washington was doing, and due to the fact now he has a different regime that didn't draft him. Uh, that probably didn't want to embrace him for. I mean, he he's had one. I mean, the connection that I heard that uh, Daniel Snyder's son went to or is part of the high school that Dwayne Haskins played in. That's close in that Washington area. So basically, supposedly, the word is that Daniel Snyder's son is the one that kind of pushed. Daniel said, like, hey, let's go get this kid, the home guy. Because you got to keep in mind, too, when Washington has been struggling and they've had their stadium, FedEx Stadium, taken over, which is unheard of in the district around that area. But when the last five years when they've had visiting teams, the only time they get most of their ticket sales is from visiting teams coming in to take over FedEx. Part of their draft decision has been on how are we going to sell tickets? How are we going to get the fan base involved in it? And I think besides the whole rumor of, of – of, you know, uh, Snyder's son going to the formal high school where Haskins played. I think in Atlanta, dude, he's like, hey, this is a quarterback. And basically where we live and where we stay, he looks like the demographic yeah. that most of the people that used to come I to mean, Washington games. Can we start there maybe this without saying, right. like, can this guy play or not? But I think Haskins, I'm not going to say bust. I think if you take away the, the strip club situation and the fine and all that, mm. it's one of those situations that whether it's a black thing, white, purple, yellow, it doesn't give Booker the opportunity and bring this up based off the heels of what's happening and in 24 hours you're being released you know Uh, but we'll get more into it 736-976 you listen to the sports crowd we'll be back All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Rudy J, Jeremy Spin, the one and two, subbing in for Sam. This next segment is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Yeah, I, I mean... Like, just go to NHL. I mean, you know, if you go to the NHL, 
pretty sure it's white guys pissing away their opportunities. I mean, I don't know what Booger is getting at. Like, I, I, there's nothing wrong with asking more of the people. Like, I get it. You know, we're on this whole movement where we got to be better as a people, and I agree with that. But it's just like, well, when it's mostly African-Americans, yes. Like, if the league, let's say it was 30% African-American, 70% uh, Caucasian, then we have a discussion. But when you have that many black people in any one setting, those are going to, it's just, that's just the numbers is the way, that's just the way it works out. So, I I mean, I get, I know what he's trying to say. He just wants, he, he wants better, but it's like, yeah, duh, booger. Like, that's who's over there. Um. I think, um, but I think I get what you're saying. But I think Booker looks at it like he's he's more concerned about what people from his community how they act or how they go. Yeah, I, know. I, I think he's more looking at it like you know, there's you know, again, you brought up from Johnny Menzel. There's probably more teams still willing to give him another opportunity. Johnny got a couple chances, probably. Uh, more apt to him. Another, maybe Johnny's a bad example that he's looking at like, yo, Dwayne, you're, I mean, already up against it, the way you conducted yourself in that situation, like, let me send this message out to him. And I think that goes back to why he's not backing down from what he's saying, because he got pushed back on it, maybe not taking the angle that you took it from, but Booker's just looking at a situation, because when Booker was playing, the money wasn't at to where Booker, I mean, Booker, Booker was playing. It wasn't at that to that. And he looks at that, because the truth of it is, it's going to be interesting how the league does handle Dwayne Haskins if he if he does get another opportunity because if they want to they will but if they don't they can look back and say well you know technically y'all were in a playoff race and you had to loss you with the strip club explain that technically you know that you put the whole team in jeopardy in regards to sneaking family and you went protocol I mean like I said Urban Meyer sat there he didn't go Pete Carroll and uh, Mark Sanchez but uh, Urban Meyer sat there and said. Weeks, months before the draft, like, look, he's not ready. He's just not ready. And I think when you look at Haskins, it's more from a maturity standpoint than anything. I think that there's physical tools there. I just think he went into a bad situation, okay? Trevor Lawrence can get drafted by a bad situation and end up basically not being anything. It it, it It's the one sport that in the one position that it definitely matters where you are drafted and where to. That's just that's just the reality of it. Because technically he had one person in that building that's publicly fought for Dwayne Haskins, and that's Doug Williams since they've been there. Right. So it, it's Because reports a, are that Ron wanted to cut him after the strip club, but they were coming into a must-win game, so they didn't want to be going with Taylor Hen- Henneke, however you say it in a must-win game, but then this week's performance coupled with the previous week's performances, on top of that, the strip club incident, on top of that, the trying to sneak friends and family members in, it was like, okay, we're good. Whatever happens, happens. We'll just roll with Taylor. So, Well, good luck with that. I mean, I think Alex Smith, I think Alex is going to have to give it a go this weekend. I think Alex is going to give it a go, but because they got to go with Taylor, whoever the hell this is, good luck with that. Uh, But But I I think Alex will probably play. But just... That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, we can you can look at any situation and focus on the negative, but I mean, you have um, you have Kyler, you have Russell, you have um, who else is over here? Now you have Jalen Hurts, you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Deshaun uh, Watson, you have Lamar Jackson, 
you have Cam Newton. I'm, I mean, we're not talking about performance. We're just talking about guys not taking opportunities. I mean, before, you know, the injuries, Cam Newton was an MVP and went to a Super Bowl. So, you know, yeah, for, every, for you know, your Dwayne Haskins, you have guys that are trying to do it right. RG3 still in the league. He's been a professional. That's His true. performance that so I can find negative in anything, but I can also find – I can also find 10, 20 brothers in the league, Booger, that are doing it the right way. Hmm. So, okay. it is what it is. I, but again, I know where he, I know where he's coming from, and the social media thing is very annoying. I mean, we saw it with Juju. Juju does all Good of that man. stuff. Juju does all of that stuff for social media. So I know where, I know where Booger's coming from with the social media thing. But like you said, Kyle, I don't think that's a black NFL player problem as much as a societal no. problem. 736-976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. But notice, they only get one day to shine. The rest of the week is mine. And I'll blind you with the science that the others have yet to find. So come along and I'll lead you the right way. Just clap your hands to the words I say. Come on. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Take charge of your health with Johns Hopkins Medicine's A Woman's Journey. Join us virtually on Saturday, November 13th between 10 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. to learn about the latest advances in women's health from Johns Hopkins physicians. Attend two seminars from colon cancer and black women to early signs of memory loss. Gather with friends and family and walk away feeling empowered. A Woman's Journey. It's health education for all of us. To register or learn more, visit hopkinsmedicine.org slash a woman's journey or call 410-955-8660. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Park Club Studios. Calvin Casey with Jay, Jeremy Spin, the one and twos. All right, so, um, yeah, that's on that's on that situation. Like I said, we're just going to have to monitor it on how Haskins, how he reacts and what he does uh, going forward. Uh, in regards to his his opportunity in the uh, the NFL, um, so we'll see how that goes. Seven three six nine seven sixty. So real quick before we go into NBA, you want to talk a little bit about NFL scenarios and playoff scenarios? Yeah, I don't know. No, I just like I said, I know we touched on it yesterday. Just the whole um, the AFC how it's going to shake out. Like you said, I think Cleveland. Cleveland, I mean, what Pittsburgh's doing, if I'm, you know, Indy, Tennessee, Baltimore, I'm like, damn, really? That's what y'all going to do? Y'all going to roll out Mason Rudolph with, you know, with spots on the line? So it sucks sucks for uh, the rest of those guys. But when you look at it, I mean, Tennessee has Houston. Indy has Jacksonville. Um, I'm going to say Indianapolis wins, so – I don't know about Cleveland wins. They just lost to the Jets, so who knows? But, you know, uh, Baltimore, they play at Cincinnati. 
since he fights, but Baltimore should probably win that game as well. So really looking at Tennessee possibly being the odd man out, even if they were to win. I'm not sure how that works out as far as standings-wise. How is, where are they standings-wise? Who's ahead? Speaking of who? Yeah, Tennessee. No, Tennessee Ten- could win, and they, Tennessee wins an end. So yeah, Tennessee. I don't know, but they, the, Pittsburgh, that's kind of shady, but I'm sure Ben's a little banged up and could use the rest. Um, yeah, because keep in mind, I keep going, but Pittsburgh hadn't had a bye week. They, I mean, oh, at, the, at the end of the day, I, I think a lot of Pittsburgh's problems, I mean, besides the obvious and the injuries, it's been their fatigue. I mean, it's a mental fatigue. They haven't really made too many excuses for them, but the, the league hasn't done any favors uh, to them in regards to the COVID thing. And they've got caught up in two teams with COVID protocol. That's the Tennessee Titans, did you speak of, and the Ravens. And if you want to be technical about it, the league has gone over backwards. And I'm going to repeat backwards for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson on the way they've handled. Just look at the situation with Cleveland, with their receivers. Look at the situation with Denver a few weeks ago. Lamar Jackson is your reigning MVP. Baltimore's Baltimore. They have done everything to make sure Baltimore gets in this tournament by the COVID handle call. They have, Rudy. The Pittsburgh, let me tell you what I'm telling you. Steelers have not had any, from what I've heard, they haven't really had any bad problems with the COVID situation. They have been impacted partially with a three-game losing streak based off the fact that Tennessee was the first outbreak. They got that game rescheduled. That game was pushed back for two weeks. The Baltimore and Ravens game was supposed to be played. They pushed that back two to three because Baltimore had supposedly two strains of the virus in there. Right. I'm like, what the hell? They get the can they get the Canadian strain before anybody else. The reason why they did it? NFL has been over backwards for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Just call it what it is. But but Lamar what? But what? I, I know like Lamar is popular, but he, it's not like he's not on Mahomes. Like if you we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, I get where you're coming from, but what, what is Mar- the, what marquee what matchup is, have they pushed, Rudy? Lamar no, but I, I don't see why the NFL would be He's biased. the MVP. Why do they get to wait until all their play? Their players were pretty much irresponsible. So, and you think they, this is it, simply because of Lamar Jackson? It has a lot to do with that. Hmm. It had a lot to do with that. Well, I, I think I, basically, um, you know, yes, I think it has somewhat to do with that because at the end of the day, why is it like – Cleveland finds out their whole receiving core is going to be gone. Cleveland's in a – they're in a situation that, yeah, granted they're going to go play the Jets, but they're in a situation they're trying to break up their playoff streak for the first time in over 20 years. That game ain't pushed back, but the NFL will tell you, well, we're at the point right now where there's not any rigor room, so we can't push games back. Baltimore has gotten their games picked back two or three times. They've had the most outbreaks. Same thing with Tennessee. If I'm Pittsburgh, fan whatever, like, yeah, you know what? That's our rival to Cleveland, but I got to take this opportunity to, to rest. Yeah, they've been more patient with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about no fines for the Ravens and refs, the protocol they missed. They got two strains of the virus in there. Uh, you know, Des Bryant was pulled off. Yeah, fine before the game. But come on. I mean, Lamar was – and he got very ill with this. He said all he did was sleep for 10 days. I believe that. League is bent over backwards for Baltimore. They haven't treated everybody the same. But I'm not going to kill the league because I think they're doing the best job they can under COVID. And it's a, it's a, it's a surprise and crazy that they were able to complete seven – that they're on the verge of completing 17 weeks. No. Uh. Reigning MVP, 
I don't know. I just never took the NFL for the – I never saw the NFL getting NBA-type criticism, you know, meaning like, wow, you know, NBA's been notorious for that. Like, oh, NBA wants the Lakers. NBA wants this team. NBA wants that team. I never took the NFL for that league there where they would be like, hey, man, we got to have Lamar Jackson. We got to have Lamar Jackson. Let's just, just stretch it out a little bit longer for them. I never took the NFL for that type of league. I might be going a little bit all of a stone on you, man, but I'm just telling you if if you want to take that conspiracy about Lamar, I'll just sit there and say they haven't treated everybody like they've treated the Ravens. They haven't. You can read into kind of that what you want to, but I know, and, and it's not just radio guy in San Antonio said, there's some league, there's some GMs, some league that look like, hey, and again, it's hard to be critical of them when they're dealing with this virus and they were able to complete Seven, they're on. They're one week away from completing seventeen games, and I don't think there's not one game that's been postponed or whatever that they just did away with on the schedule. I don't think so. So they just flat out canceled, right? right. So, so I've got to give credit for that, but they haven't been that consistent in regards to their handling situation. I guarantee you, if that was Baltimore, if Cleveland was Baltimore, and their receiving core got pushed back, and Baltimore was trying to make the playoffs, that game would have that game against the Jets. If Baltimore was playing the Jets, Baltimore would have got pushed back another week or two. They would have found a time. That game would have been played on Tuesday or Wednesday today. They would have said, "The hell with the Alamo Bowl. The hell with the other bowl that the U and Oklahoma State were playing this NFL if it's Baltimore." Yeah, everybody's at 15 games. No white, so, no games canceled. So I'm not trying to pile on the shield, but it is what it is. But other than that, um, you know, I can see Pittsburgh resting. Um, you know, speaking on the NFC side, I think the Bucks are in a strange situation of what Bruce is going to do on their last game because I don't think the Bucks can really improve their situation. Can't improve. I don't think. But it's always that rest. I mean, this is the year that only one team's getting to buy. In each side. Uh, each side. There's only one buy, but it's always that rust versus rest situation and I always go back to that Indianapolis Colts team led with Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning. They really I think that was the year they got knocked out by the Jets. But that was like two time. weeks off though because they had the They had really the, combined like a total of four weeks, three or four weeks off because they clinched and what back then I think they was like they were clinched everything up by like week fifteen. And I think starting at week sixteen. But in that situation you damn you do damn you don't because somebody gets hurt week seventeen and in a situation you can't improve then everybody's like, why are they even out there? Uh, that's why I kind of felt a little bit. I think Josh Allen and Diggs was left out last night too long for my liking. But, I mean, again, I think they were trying to send a message uh, and get it going. Uh, but but either way it goes, it's going to be some interesting, intriguing matchups. I heard Kyler Murray uh, might not play. Hey, man, sit down, man. You got your whole future ahead of you. No need to play in this game against the Rams. You haven't even got your big contract yet. I mean, They, they need can. to go back to the drawing board to figure out so, what they're going to do. Because the Cardinals lose – Bears somehow beat Green Bay. Bears get in, but no, that was fool's goal. I thought the Bears were fool's goal team. I thought the stretch no. was gonna you back on five the Bears and thing? one is five and one. I was right on that. The five and one was fool's goal. They you wouldn't no. be eight and seven if it wasn't fool's goal. No, Nagy's the smoking gun, man. Get rid of him, and the Bears got 12, 13 wins on the season. He screwed that. Maybe ten. There were some tough teams in that stretch where they lost games. Tennessee. Trubisky would have got it done. Tennessee, that team, New Orleans, the Rams. Think, there were some tough teams in that the, losing streak. I think streak. what you and the Bear Down Nation failed to really underestimate is exactly how much them guys in that locker room on the defensive side like Trubisky are rooting for him to be successful. Nick Foles was an outsider. Nick Foles, I mean, Nick and Nick Foles, and their communication is strange to me between him and Nagy when they were playing, but – 
a Trubisky being able to make plays with his legs. I mean, but if you're a Bears fan, y'all make the play. Y'all stuck with him. And it's probably oh, going to yeah, buy Nagy. Sure. It's probably going to buy Nagy one more year, which I disagree. Because I think the Bears situation that they're into is like, dude, if you fire Nagy, you got to fire the GM because he's the one that moved up to spots to go get Trubisky. So they're both joined at the hip. But do you want to make that? And how do you make that after a playoff win? And they got Green Bay, right? Yeah, in Chicago. Now, what is Green Bay going to do? Are they sitting there in Rodgers? they sitting there, guys? I don't know because they won head-to-head with New Orleans. That's the only team that can. But if they if Green Bay would lose against y'all, wouldn't they still? They would have the same record. They would have in New the Orleans, same record, even in New Orleans win winning. It, but, but they they, would, they they won the head to head. Now it's the Seattle is I guess why they would have to play because Seattle could possibly go to twelve and four. But I don't know what the head to head is with Seattle and Green Bay. Does it come down to conference? Because if it comes down to conference, Green Bay. Well, no, then they'd be tied conference-wise. Then I think it goes to points. And I don't think Green Bay and Seattle played this year. Green Bay, Seattle, Green Bay, Green Bay. I don't think we saw Green Bay no, and Seattle No, Green Bay and Seattle didn't year. play. So if Seattle wins, Green Bay loses, they have the identical records, they have identical conference records, I guess it, does it go to non-conference? Does it go to points? I never, I never understood that. So I'm guessing – Green Bay is going to play this game like I haven't looked at the line on that. You can check the line and that'll be able to tell you exactly what the Green Bay is going to do. That's similar to like the Cleveland and Pittsburgh line. I mean, even before it was announced a while ago that uh Mason Rudolph was going to start the line that line came out already on Monday Which at, line? At, at Pittsburgh and Cleveland at Pittsburgh uh Cleveland favored by 6 to 7 points. Um, so that that's that'll that'll tell you right there what Green Bay's gonna do depending on what that line is. Green Bay Chicago I haven't seen it. Oh, I have to look. But then. it's all I mean, it's all shaping up. I mean, after you know, after this weekend, we'll be a week away for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, season has just flew by, to be honest with you. Um, you know, in regards to that, but it should be interesting. But like I said early on in the top of this hour, I think you know, uh, last hour, Buffalo is the team that is. Going into the situation, I think with the least amount, playing the playing the best with the least amount of questions. I would have said that uh, probably speaking of the Colts prior to Pittsburgh, but I, that second half, um, like I'm trying to tell Kofin, those those type of blown leads and stuff can linger. I mean, who, and you would who, think are you talking about the Colts? Yeah, okay. Because I would have put the Colts in that situation other than Pittsburgh. Uh, because when you really look at the Colts, I mean, sometimes the play call is questionable. But I think if you look at them, it's one of those situations. They do have it on the their, the run, the uh, the line. They've got the linebackers. But my question all year has been about Phillip Rivers, per se, in that for the most part. Um, what else you got? Switching to um, – but we got the Bulls in action. Um, Texas so what and do Colorado you, Before tonight. we t- talk about – because we won't be back on until it goes. Who do you – this final four. How do you see this? Who do you? How do you see this playing out, or who's going to be in that championship game? I, I think we're going. I think we're going to see what would this be part four? Clemson, Alabama. Would this be four? Deshaun Watson twice. Sunshine once. So yeah, this will be part four because yeah. Deshaun played him twice. One, one, lost. Four, one. what? Five years, six years. Yeah, four in like the last five years. But you know, I, and again, I understand. Like no matter what happens. I'm going to stand on what I said as far as Ohio State, and I don't think they – whether they win or lose against Clemson is irrelevant to them just even being there. So I'm not going to – I don't want to just poo-poo on Ohio State like, oh, they suck. I'm just talking about like when you look at what everybody else had to do compared to what Ohio State had to do, 
it has it has no bearing on what happens this week, Friday or Saturday. I don't know what day. I know Alabama plays Friday. Do both games Friday? Yeah. Okay, one, well, both uh, games are Friday. So no matter yeah. what happens on Friday, I stand on what I said about Ohio State. But, I mean, I think we'd be fools to just say, like, Ohio State's – I don't think Ohio State's going to get blown out. But they, they got an uphill battle. But if you're putting a gun to my head – now, I do think Notre Dame game – I I could see Bama beating them by two touchdowns. This it's that's just the way it is. I, I, I think we got a we got an early glimpse of what could possibly happen to them just the other night because Mac Jones and Smith have played better than Sunshine and Clemson's leading receiver. No, I and think they have so a great running game. Too. So I I I don't no I think the Notre Dame Alabama game will be more uninteresting than. Clemson and Ohio State, but I think we're going to see Bama Clemson for the fourth time. I think you could really have both in rescue because I will tell you about Bama. What I would tell about Bama fans, you got to say this is the second, this is to be the second team of really level of competition that they've played. The SEC was down. SEC was pretty bad this year. SEC had some bad teams this year on both sides, West and the other side. It, it's, what's the line? What's the line like? Twenty? It's about twenty. But that it was it was what was it in Florida in in Florida and Alabama it was it was like seventeen uh, points at that time and they came down to who had the ball last. I just think you know I can I'm not going to be surprised if Notre Dame can hang around a little bit you know with them, but I think Alabama should try to f- prevail. I'm, I haven't decided yet on that Clemson Ohio State because I think Dabo's comments is you got Dabo's comments that's different motivation? from a coach. Oh yeah, I mean I think you're motivated at this point in time of the year anyway. As that old cliche says, but if you take Dabo comment for weeks before anything, and then you take people like you and everybody, then days hearing this, like why is Ohio State here? They're not even supposed to be here. They didn't play any wins. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game yeah. that night. That's the night game too. I'm glad they schedule it that way. Listen to the sports grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by GT Bets. It's game time. Get in the game. Don't forget to go to the referral box and put in Grind. They'll match you up to 150%. So if you deposit 100, that's $200 in your account. It's bowl season. You got the NBA right under the way. Don't forget to fill out your favorite team. So if it's the silver and black, make sure you fill them out or who it might be. You might be a Lakers fan, but anyway, you still get that half point as well. That is GT Bets, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, But anyway. All right, before we go on and talk a little NBA and uh, circle back before the NFL, before we get out of here, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're the sports grinder on Ticket 760. What's up, Mike? Hey, Rudy. Hey, Calvin. This is Mike Jones. How y'all doing? All right, How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Hey, Mike, uh, what I wanted to mention was was a comment with Booger McFarlane. I've never really been big on the guy. seems like he likes to hear himself talk a lot. I kind of lost him when he talked about uh, NFL players, linemen, particularly using the restroom on themselves and playing in the game. I thought that was a little out there. But, like, comments like that, kind of like with the J.J. Watt thing and everything, those comments that are being made, like, 
did J.J. Watt say that in the locker room to the defensive guys? Because the offense put up 31 points. <laughs> sometimes people are talking just to be talking. You know what I mean? You know, so you feel like it was a fake. You felt like it was a little fakeness to it, or a fake hustle. Yeah, I feel like yeah, he kind of reaching out there, just saying something. You know, are you speaking? Are you talking about JJ Watt? Both of them. Booker McFarland thing. You know, he's trying to reach to a crowd there. You know, his brother wants a job. He wants a little bit of. I say no publicity is bad publicity. Mm. It's like it just seems kind of far fetched sometimes with some of the comments. Well, this is the thing, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. First of all, I'm going to disagree a little bit on J.J. Watt. He said um, the de- he's like the defense was the um, one that lost the game. So was he talking to the defense? I think he was talking to everybody that he feels like ain't putting in work. Yeah, I think if the season's weighing on J.J., but I think J.J. has mummered this before. I think it just boiled over for him uh, because at the end of the day <clears> – <throat> You know, J.J.'s been there a long time, and he's not really used to having these type of seasons. As much as Bill O'Brien was horrible and Houston fans want him out, uh, they did, even under Kubiak, they went to the playoffs a few times. On Booker, I mean, they've decided to keep they, – they, I wasn't I, – I killed Booker all last year, him and the other guy. They removed them out of the play-by-play, and they stuck them in the pregame booth. At least Booker did. They did Booker. Um, I don't really think Booker – I mean – I don't think Booker really did that for trying to get a job or cloud. I think that's really how Booker feels. I think Booker also booger. looks at Booker, Booger. It's Booger, like a booger in your nose. Well, I'm say, well, you know, they used to say <laughs> Booker, uh, the super in good times. Oh, was, yeah, uh, Bookman. Bookman. They oh, call him Booger, but yeah. Bookman, yeah. <laughs> Bookman. So maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I don't. I, I I think he's just looking. Look, the money wasn't here when I was playing, and a lot of you guys are taking, not taking it serious. And I think he's talking to even guys like Juju and other. Is your heating system ready for colder weather? An annual heating system tune-up from McCarthy Services will help make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and save money on your heating costs. Schedule your annual heating system tune-up today with McCarthy Services for only $29. That's right, only $29. But do it fast. This outstanding special ends soon. Call 866-838-1432 for details. License number 2705-142-9478. McCarthyHomeServices.com guys it is man and then juju was pouting this weekend uh on on the field i could tell i could just tell man that he you know he caught that i think he caught that touchdown and put him ahead or whatever but at the end of the day um i think he he kind of was in that situation to where um you know that he he at the beginning i was looking at his body language is blocking because Again, that's something Juju's been doing that whole but, time on TikTok, and I think him, everybody piling on the, him and everything, he, he's pounding a little bit. But the thing what Booger has to understand is all of that stuff, like he says they're not treating it like a business. Unfortunately, you know, to some people, that is a part of the business. I mean, it just is. Like every team in every league – has a social media and a social media account. Like the, when the Bears are going through their six game losing streak, the Bears account on Instagram annoyed me to no to no extent. Like it was all it was like it was like a happy go lucky post all the time. I'm like y'all lost six games in a row. Like you stink. Like why are you posting this happy go lucky crap? Like all of that. Like but if you're not gonna be one of the guys that if you're not Mahomes, and you're not getting the head and shoulders, and you're not getting the Old Spice and you're not getting Dak and you're not getting Campbell's Soup and Pepsi and stuff, you can be putting in the work and still do your social media stuff. Like, social media is a part of the business and building your – like, that 
when you say they're not taking it as a business, that is a part of the business. Whether us older guy, whether us older people understand it or not, it's a part of the business. Especially if you're not one of those guys that the the sponsors are beating down your doors. You're trying to create something to make extra money to where you're not having to rely just on your um, NFL income. So TikTok, social media, all that crap, it's a part of it. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And Juju, Juju can play. Like, it's not like Juju sucks. It's not like Juju's out there running wrong routes and, and messing up his job. Like, he's out there doing his job to the best of his ability. But in his free time, he's he's working on his social media. It's a part of business nowadays. You know, Juju hasn't had a 100-yard receiving game since Antonio Brown left. I do know that. I think, you know, it goes back to that's, what— And that's but, a great stat. It, it, it goes back to what—and I know it's different times, and you're right. The social, But it goes back to what Michael Jordan told us in the in the last dance. If I'm not playing the way I'm playing or whatever, Nike, all these people are not coming to want to give me money anyway. If if, if you got to build your brand, but if you're if you're not a guy, I mean, there's a reason why uh, Patrick Mahomes is with is is on far, uh, State Farm and head and shoulders with Troy Polamalu. There's a difference. I mean, he's marketable, but also he's doing stuff we haven't. He's a winning, and I think some guys look at that in the league too and figure like, well, you know what. And they think like if well if I get a point one five million followers or if I get this or whatever then that's automatically gonna result. No, you got to sit there and you got to go ahead and put in the work and the play. And especially if you're coming from a wide receiver standpoint, you're really gonna have to out there do your business if you're talking about getting endorsements yeah. because it's a lot of juju stuff he does on TikTok. Really is basically really about his community where he lives up there in the Pittsburgh and he does stuff to entertain them. And I forgot who that was. I think. Um, was it Adam Schefter or I don't think it was Adam because I don't know if Adam's got kids or not. It was somebody's kid who even got upset the fact that he wasn't going to do it anymore because his son, their kid looked to it every day. They're like, now he's not going to do it. I like seeing him dance on saying? TikTok. And like like a guy like take a, up, up until this year, a guy like Baker Mayfield, he didn't deserve all the, the sponsors he had, but they were knocking down his door. He didn't have to do all the extra stuff. But he had that negative following and that buzz from running bare feet from the cops and Norman. <laughs> and then and then basically to sit there like, oh, that's Baker, Heisman, OU, his brash attitude. It's a it's a gift and a curse, man. It's it's uh it's it's kind of a gift and a curse on that way. Seven three six nine seven sixty. So Brooklyn uh decided to go ahead and rest KD and Irvin Kyrie Irvin last night. And Jesus, almost like dude. to come out of there with the with the W. Why you say G so soon We're or four what? games in? My hey, goodness, man. you know that's your We're lead, four man. games Players in, man. Running. Like even even if you have to play them less minutes, like just flat out sitting people out four games in. Talk about it. We'll get back seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. 
And this next segment is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor. It has three locations serving the far west side of San Antonio and Bear County. And Texas Chair Liquor is conveniently located at 1604 in Petranco at 211. And their newest location is now open at 90 at Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. If you like them on Facebook, you can stay up to date on specials and tastings. That is Texas Chair Liquor, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um. Yeah, I mean, what, did that come as a surprise to you that they were already resting on that game? Yeah, it was a surprise. I was like, fourth game? I mean, I I know they're both coming off. I mean, especially KD. I know KD's coming off a major injury. You know, I know Kyrie had, I don't know, it was a shoulder, leg, arm. I can't keep up with all the injuries. It's just, like I said, four games in. But I know now national televised games, they won't, well, they can do it on national televised games, but you'll get fined. Out. Like, I forget how much you're supposed to get fined. It's supposed to come down hard on people resting guys on national televised games because we all know you got to um, make sure you take care of the sponsors. But, I mean, like you said, Cal, it is where it, it is what it is. This is where we are in today's NBA. Yeah, um, maybe. And again, you've got to uh, you got to remember that they're dealing with Steve Nash, a former player. That's their first year head coach uh, as well. Also. Uh, so he kind of, you know, he's coming from maybe the understanding of the whole rest thing. I mean, I think Kevin, I could see it. I don't know. What what was Kyrie's I, I want to say shoulder. It had to be shoulder. I thought it was something with his arm. I don't remember. Kyrie's had quite a few injuries in his day. Um, but I, I could see maybe Kevin Durant, but... You know, like I said, they were playing the Grizzlies. Speaking of that game, I mean, John Morant goes man, down. Uh, have we had an update on that? And they had already he gonna lost. be out a while because he Instagram. He Instagram posts like, "Hey, you know, every setback is a comeback." So I'm guessing he knows it's gonna be a few weeks. Could be a week or two, I would think. But he's young. Maybe, maybe he comes back a little bit quicker than we thought. Um, and they had already down. Memphis had already lost. Uh, what's my man's name? They had went. They he had went down. He went Damn, down the bubble. You talking about Jaron Jackson? Yeah. Well, is it Jaron Jackson? I thought well, they that lost was somebody. in the bubble though. Okay. I'm not sure about anybody okay. else. But um, yeah, that's bad to see with John Morant yesterday. Um, also, what else? Um, you know, last night speaking of the Lakers, who will be in town tomorrow uh, for the Spurs and that Portland game. You know, um, Carmelo Anthony was out. You know that game, but that no, you said you wanted door. to see what you wanted but, to see what Dame had to do against I the champs. See, but you know what? It wasn't really Dame. What's the, what's the guy that got hot? Gary Trent Jr. Okay, but Dame had get, the most points. Dame had thirty one. Gary Trent Jr. had twenty eight off the bench. Let me tell you something. If off the bench. If it wasn't for Gary Trent Jr. coming out in the second quarter and getting them back in the wow. lead and being hot, because at the end of the day, it's a team effort, um, Calvin. At the end of the day, Carmelo Anthony had been he hadn't been getting on the court, and that's the thing about Stotts. Like this is a guy that made a name for himself in the Ooh. bubble. Uh, oh, oh, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. yeah, and then the first few games he can't get on the court because of Carmelo. And then y'all come out and get y'all's ass handed. They had one win, but you get ass handed against Utah. You come out and you could tell Gary. You could tell he was really to take advantage of his time that he got back in. But no, Dame ended up um, leading score, but it was Gary Trent Jr. that got them out of the out of the oh, hole my with his three point shooting. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but we don't know where this Portland team is going to be. I know Barkley put a hundred thousand hundred K down. Uh, with uh, draft was it DraftKings? I don't know, but he put down About like a hundred thousand for Portland to win the West. He did it on live TV He's on TNT. Crazy. He said, "I'm putting He's it down, crazy. get it ready," and I think it was them handling it. It was on TNT that he goes, "I'm putting a hundred thousand dollars on Portland to win the West." Put it down, but the odds, I think that I think he got him at probably like 
was it 30 to 1, 20 something to 1? It was it was a long shot. He'll clear over seven figures if he hit. 100,000 when bitch, I mean Mitch McConnell just blocked two <laughs> grand. I don't know about that, Charles. But anyway. But I mean, hey, that's him. He's thinking of Portland. He's been high on Portland for the last couple years. Um, other than but that, yeah, what Spurs else? tomorrow, man. L.A. on Bron's birthday. Bron's birthday. Damn, how he's he's gonna be how old is he? Thirty six. Seems like it feels like he's thirty eight, but he's gonna be about thirty six years yeah, but old. Then they play him again on Friday night here. I wonder. I'm, I wonder if they stay in here. Maybe I probably stay here in San Antonio. So don't be surprised if you see a Laker or two at a CVS or somewhere. You won't see him out and out. You don't want nobody to get fined. I don't know if they'll be doing no, you know, Taco Tuesdays like they did the they last the time they were on, here. They caught without a mask. It's gonna be reported, but that's gonna be the fine. And we are we is our curfew supposed to come down tonight? Now I know I've already seen a couple of bar owners say, "Hey, if the curfew comes down right after the Alamo Bowl, I'm calling BS." Well, that, that well call BS because that's what it's about. I mean, you can't tell me the Canelo fight that was a super spreader event in itself. Didn't they have a lot of people 000, get it? 17,000. I don't know about it if there's been no, a spike. I heard, I think I heard there's a few people that got it at the fight. Okay, see, I, I think it normally would take a couple weeks to kind of figure right. out if you're going to uh, where these cases have popped up from. So it's like, hey, man, I'm going to come on in here, Valero. Come on, come on, come on. All right, now then I'm going to send a text message to the city for the stay home and stop the spread after the Alamo Bowl. And are they, are they allowing fans to this? Or yes. Is Austin, yes. Is the Valero Bowl there's fans out? tonight. I want to say 11. That makes no – I mean, to me, you know, that's uh, there's a lot of people killing the California and the governor down there. and the right, mayor, right, right. Uh, Because – but the one thing I – and not that I'm saying I agree with it because it's the double-edged sword. You shut down businesses. You shut down people's livelihood. That's going to get people to go crazy uh, and, and, and do harm just as much as the virus anyway. So I get it. But the one thing I'll tell them is at least they consistent about it with everything. Because this does send mixed signals. I mean, you, you're going to – yes. there's and, and not only that, this is a year where we've had plethora of bowls canceled already. Now, I, the city makes money off this, and I have no problem with it. You know, it's all about the city making their money. But make no mistake about it. We're in a time where there's been a plethora of bowls canceled. We've had UTSA have to go through two opponents before they found one to play the bowl. Right. And this is in a town to where we're sending out Amber Alerts on the weekend about the virus coming. And also we had 17,000 in a super spreader event in Canelo's fight. No one said anything about that. And then also we're going to tell me now that there's fans and I at the dome, but then after that, oh, it's a curfew. Y'all got to get inside. That makes no sense. This is what pisses people off. And and again, with the bar owners and stuff, I feel that's that's the hypocrisy of it. I mean, come on, man. I, and I want the count on the dome tonight, too. That's that's. The, I want to say so. I thought I read eleven thousand. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me. But I thought I read eleven, and I think Canelo was seventeen. And I'm thinking that Canelo was seventeen because it was easier to spread people out, because it was like tougher to spread people out. So I thought I read eleven thousand, but I could be wrong. Mm. Seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back.
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be presented by Stephen Reese, Integrity Advisors Agency. Uh, Keep in mind, Stephen Reese, he is a virtual insurance broker. He represents uh, a lot of different companies. He can also take the hassle of insurance and just give them a call. Uh, pretty much, he has over 30 carriers. He represents auto, home, business, and life insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. And he can start on your quote today, or you can visit him online at www.iaaiinsurance.net. That's Integrity Advisors Agency, Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And we've got a new sponsor to uh, announce to the show. You've yeah, I mean, I had mentioned them. it before, but, you know, just to you know, let it be known, I know this is a short week. But um, y'all have heard me do what I don't know. I don't know how many times y'all have heard us together. It's been years. Has it been years? It's been years of me doing the uh, Thompson Law Firm. But, you know, as I said before, they're official sponsor of the sports grind now. Um, Like we always say on the commercials, if you're injured in a motor vehicle accident, whether it be motorcycle, slingshot, car, the Thompson Law Firm, Jason, like I said, I know a lot of these companies, the person you – talk to is the person you think you're going to talk to isn't going to be the person that you actually talk to when you call the Thompson law firm you're actually going to speak to Jason been in business over 20 plus years um always been good to us always been high very uh complimentary of this show so yeah he's official sponsor of the sports crown as I said before but if you want to contact Jason hopefully you don't have to but if you're ever in that predicament you can reach the Thompson law firm at 210 210- 900-0400. That's 210-900-0400. Or you can reach them at a alawyer4u.com. That's a alawyer4u.com. Thompson Law Firm, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. That's what's up. Uh, before we get to Jeremy's phone call, um, anything else that we want to – I mean, it's the end of the year. Um, every, and I've told you all this back in March and April because it's heating up since we have a few days. Everybody, hey, well – 2020, can't wait to 21. How do you know 2021 is going to be any damn better just because we're switching the calendar? That's, I told you the, the scary thing be. to me it is that I be. hope this isn't 2020 in the sign of a new start of a new decade on how things going to be. But it's what just amusing mean? to me how everybody's, oh, a few more days left, and we're just going to turn the calendar. Like the COVID, we're going to be down to zero strings. Everybody vaccinated. Everybody 60,000 filled in the uh, crowd. Stimulus checks went from two thousand now to four thousand. What's going to change? Just come on December the thirty first. That's the thing that gets me about it. people. Say it's been so bad to just think a, a change of a page on the calendar no, is going to wipe no. everything off. No, we still got some residue. Yeah. Yeah, like twenty twenty made such a mess. That's not a that's not a mess you can clean up in a couple of days. We got we still got a whole bunch of stuff to clean up. A lot of uncertainty, and we still got a lot biggest, of people out of work. Biggest story of sports in twenty twenty was the untimely passing of Kobe Bryant. I would have to agree with that. And his and his daughter and the other six, seven passengers as well. So I don't I think because that. that's, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that you know, that's on the, but I, I would think the Lakers, 10-year drought, LeBron, I mean, we come, you, you scared the East is whack, the East is whack, and then he comes to the West and he wins. Um, man. What about the year the Spurs playoff streak came to an end? That's not a big story, Calvin. Here locally, 
Who's no going? one believed it was happening. It was going to happen. LSU hmm. won the title, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers got over, over the, the the Dodgers got over the hump. I don't know, man. That's right. a tough call. It's right. Like if you just talking about actually on the field, I think you went with what I would have went. I think story wise, it is the Kobe. passing of Kobe because that was right at the beginning of the year. Do we have time to fit this one in, Jeremy, real quick? Do we, it's still there. Yeah, no. sorry about that, Jeremy. I know you want to call it on Hask because you probably that over in case if he makes the news by next week in the new year. But um, other than that, man, um, don't forget to uh, hit me up or follow me on Instagram at sg underscore picks. Um, yeah, the free lead that we'll give out, we'll put it on social media here after a while. But um, the U, Miami, they're underdogs tonight uh, against Oklahoma State. Keep in mind, Oklahoma State's running back elected to go get ready for the draft. Mm. Oklahoma State has a good defense. I think Miami coming off an embarrassment against North Carolina when they played a few weeks ago. They want to get that taste out of their mouth. I like Miami tonight against or today. That game kicks off at about their 30 minutes. Their favorites or their dogs? Miami's dogs, plus mm. one. I like Miami win that game to cover that across the board. We'll see how it plays out. Bowl games are tricky, though. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So we'll be off until uh, next Monday. Be here to start a new year uh, in January in 2021 and see if it vows, uh, vows any different or better uh, for everybody. Hope so. I don't know. And Lakers uh, Spurs tomorrow. Wednesday and Friday. So Wednesday here and then Friday in L.A. No, Friday here too. Oh, they're doing – yeah, that's right. I didn't notice that through now because a couple – Sacramento and Phoenix did that. That's what I'm saying. Don't be surprised if you see a couple Lakers rolling around the next few days downtown area. They don't have their mask on, call somebody. Call the league, call out. They'll get fined. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Rudy J., myself, Calvin, Jeremy. Uh, subbing in today for Sam, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. Y'all be safe. Have a happy new year. Where's my order? Does anyone know how to find my order? How can I find Where my order? My- Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom, the customer support platform that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com support to learn more.